What's up, guys? Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I am your host, Christina Lauren. I have a great friend of mine, Chiron Holden, here on the podcast today. Welcome. What's going on, guys? I'm so excited to have you here. Um, For those of you who do not know, Chiron is a six-time Olympian and 11-time IFBB pro champ. Yes, I got it right. (laughs) Nailed that. Nailed that. I was practicing practicing (laughs) that. I didn't want to mess up some amazing accolades you achieved, and I thought it it would be really cool to bring you on the podcast because I've had some female athletes on the podcast before to talk about mindset, motivation, the gym, what it takes to actually be ready to be on a stage. But I haven't really talked to a male competitor. And what I thought was really cool, one, because I know you, but I also know how spiritual you are. And I know how much mindset is really important to you. I mean, you were giving me breathing techniques before we started this podcast to calm me down. So I do know that there's a lot of, um, methods that you use to get yourself ready for not just life in general, but the stage. And I feel like that could be kind of cool to connect all those dots for somebody who isn't even a competitor to kind of see what it's like to go through the mind of somebody who winds up on the Olympia stage like yourself. That, that's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good introduction. Um, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of, of course. Um, I mean, you can even just start. I'd love to know because I actually don't know how you even got into bodybuilding and okay. how you wound up on this road to where are you at right now, where we're what, eight weeks or nine weeks uh, out from the Olympia? Just about eight weeks, maybe seven and a half. Seven yeah. And, seven and a half weeks, yeah. Uh, so, so I first got started in bodybuilding when I was in the Navy. I had a friend who was uh, competing already, and I wasn't quite ready to like get on stage because the, the the idea of hopping on stage in like trunks or like board shorts with my shirt off wasn't that appealing to me. But uh, I got a DUI while I was in the Navy and I really couldn't do much. So at that point I started to like go to the gym every time I wanted to drink. So I kind of went to the gym for a while and then after a while I had people kind of come to me and ask me if I did compete. So I kind of figured, let me give this a try. Let me try something different. I'm, I'm kind of feeling down about the position I was in after getting the DUI. So I, I wanted to like try something different and uh, I did that and I won my first show. So I kind of like that kind of put that little like it stoked that flame a little bit for the for that uh, for the industry, for the sport. And I did another show, won that one. And then at that point, I was kind of hooked. So now was it that road. what was it that hooked you exactly besides the fact that you're like, wow, I'm really good at this. And this was a good pathway to kind of getting off the bad path that I was on kind of. I mean, not to say that you were drinking a lot, but you got yeah. the DUI. So that obviously set the tone for like, I need to kind of switch my mentality and do something different about this. Absolutely. And the gym seems like it kind of became a like somewhere to go to release some. For, for sure, it, it was a, an escape. And also it was something I, knew, I, I was doing to better myself. And I know that I can see the results in me doing it. And I guess um the competing part, it was the first time of me like putting my mind to something and then making an outcome happen. So like that manifestation, like I know I wanted to like achieve a certain outcome. And when I seen myself able to do that multiple times, it definitely like set something off of me and like put me on a different path. Right. And have you always been a pretty competitive person? Uh, I never really did too many like official competitive sports or official like competitive sports. But I feel like in my mind, I'm always like trying to better myself. So like not competitive in a way of like challenging other people, but always trying to better myself. Right. That makes sense. Right. Now, when it came to your first competitions, did you kind of have it in your mind that this was going to be a long term thing for you? Or did it kind of just as you, like you said, as you kept winning, you're like, yeah. okay, this is actually like going somewhere. Uh, 
it definitely wasn't something I planned on doing for a long period of time. But once I seen the success that I could have in it, and also it's it's something I spoke about recently about choosing something that chooses you. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that I chose, and it was like the universe was kind of giving me that feedback. Okay, this is something that's made for you, or that you're made for this, and you can kind of do something with it. So I kind of just listened to that and kept right. going. I think it's kind of crazy when things start showing up for you that you didn't really imagine or something shows up for you and then you might be like kind of like wishy-washy about it and then the universe keeps going, Christina or Chiron, uh like why aren't you doing this or just keeps showing up and you almost can't ignore it. It's a a continual dialogue with the universe. You know what I'm saying? Like as you do things, it's going to answer to you about what you should be doing. And if you have like the eyes to, to see it and to listen and the ears to listen, You'll, you'll, you'll find yourself on your path. Basically. Right. And that's not to say that there won't be like adversity on the way either, because there's, I feel like there's going to be things that are thrown at you to test you to see how bad you really want it to. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like a lot, actually, mm-hmm. probably more than, than you'd like. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> now, for was sure. there, was there anything along the way that you faced that kind of gave you some pushback that made you question what you were doing? Uh, would I say pushback, but it was like decisions leaps of faith that I had to make basically like I was in the Navy and I had to make decision whether I was going to like reenlist again or was I going to like get out the Navy and kind of see what I could do in the bodybuilding world and like that was a it was a very uh a shaky time I guess because obviously the Navy you got guaranteed paychecks you, you kind of know where your life is going you have that that foundation you have that stability and to kind of come out of that to do something that's kind of unknown you have to take a leap of faith so it's I a guess risky absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. Now, how would you define, you know, a lot of people are really scared to take the leap and they get stuck in that space where you're talking about, because Mm -hmm. like you said, it is risky to pursue your passion sometimes because normally it doesn't really come with pay. And realistically, as adults, we can't just like throw everything to the wind and Mm -hmm. just, you know, fly on a hope sometimes when you have other things. So I know a lot of people get stuck in the, I have to work my nine to five and then I have to use my after hours to grind towards my goals. And that's not an easy thing to do either. So I find people getting, and I can't even speak for myself, like that's where you lose the motivation sometimes because Mm -hmm. you're like, shit, I'm doing all of these things to try and like get to where I want to go. And it's not easy. And I feel like when you hit those times where it's the hardest is actually where you're being tested the most and you have to push. Like I said about that dialogue, the dialogue with the universe, that's part of the dialogue. Those like those times of you're questioning whether you should be doing it or not when that fear arises, that's the universe kind of saying to you, like, this is something that you have to overcome, especially if you're, you're following your passion and you're following your heart like that's and you kind of you come up, come up against that that barrier. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the, the universe speaking to you like you have to overcome this. What, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to like face that fear? Are you going to like take that leap? You know what I mean? Right. So when, once you can identify what that is, what those like pushbacks are, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you understand what it means. Yeah. It, it speaks a little bit louder. Yeah. I, how would you, how would you say you can get in touch with yourself a little bit more to be able to hear these things? Because I feel like when you're out of touch, you don't oh, see, sure. you don't hear, um, like when somebody would define themselves as feeling lost, mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably a good way to describe it. But when you're lost and you're panicking and you mm-hmm. kind of get in that moment of like, um, I'm in survival mode. I don't really know what, what to do right now. I don't know where to go, but you've kind of got all the noise in your head. You mm-hmm. aren't able to like listen to the signs as often. Oh, absolutely. So what are some, what would you say is a good way to kind of get back in touch with yourself so you can be more aware of the right decisions to be making? Um, and, and again, this is, this is off my personal experience. Yeah. So I don't understand. I don't know what would work for everyone else, but I do think like having that alone time, like being by yourself sometimes and just and breathing and kind of seeing 
getting to understand who you are, you know what I mean? Aside from all the noise, aside from all the distractions, getting to see who you are. And I think that's when you can be able to hear your intuition more. And you can kind of distinguish what's being given to you outside of like what's being impressed upon you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And it's kind of uncomfortable to be alone oh, most sure. of the yeah. time. So it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a tricky place to be because you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself some alone time to sit with myself and really try and understand myself more. But then what, five minutes in, you're like, oh, I don't like this. There's like, <laughs> I'm going to go text somebody. Yeah, I'm going to go text somebody. Uh-huh. I'm going to go scroll on Instagram. I'm going to go, you know, find a vice, whatever that is to distract mm. myself, whether it's alcohol, drugs, uh, social media. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things, but um, that also is taking you away from actually honing in on what it is to be with yourself and, mm. and feel that all of that. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. I feel like that competitors have to do, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to competing. Yeah. Um, that stage is kind of, it's an, it's a crazy, amazing place to be, but it also can be very intimidating for sure. And, you know, going into the biggest show of your entire career, you know, I'm sure there's ways that you have to mentally prepare yourself during your prep, even leading up to the days of peak week. And then mm-hmm. being on stage is a whole nother story. For sure. For sure. Um, I think once you once you're in it long enough, and we kind of hear about the power of being alone a lot. It's something. It's something that doesn't. It's, you can't go through life without hearing the fact that being by yourself is powerful, and being by yourself is where you kind of find a lot of answers. So a lot of people kind of know what you're supposed to do, and we know that it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. That's why a lot of people aren't doing it. So like when you kind of get those, you know it's something that you have to do. You know what I mean? Right. Like at the end of the day, you know it's something that you have to do. You have to sit with yourself. You have to be able to sit with yourself to find those answers. You know what I mean? So it's it's not it's not easy, but it's supposed to be done. Yeah, absolutely. So leading up to show day, is there anything that you do for yourself to prepare yourself for being in that environment? Um, uh, I know besides you said, take your take your alone time. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the Olympia specifically, you know, you have to obviously get yourself in a competitor's mindset. For and, sure. you know, I, I guess when I look at it, there's an aggressive way to look at it. Like you're in this to win this blinders on, you don't look at anybody, but, uh, but there's also like the softer spiritual side of it where you are preparing yourself like emotionally and spiritually to, to be there and be present. Yeah, for sure. So, and those to me sound like two opposite mm-hmm. like feelings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a, a theme that's going to reoccur, reoccur in life. Often. I think you have to know how to channel the aggression in certain moments, you can't just walk around with that aggression in you all the time and like have that spilling out in everyone. But you got for me, I know when it's time to work out, when I when I'm t- time to do cardio, that's when I channel that aggression, the, mm-hmm. the competitive side. But I know every other part of my life, I try to like make sure that I'm a balanced person, so this way that it doesn't take over. If that makes sense, right? Like you're more in a little bit of a flow state and like you're yeah. in your normal life. And mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously have to have a work life balance, relationships, you know, Absolutely. friends, family, everything. It's not. It can't just be the same way all the time or it's just going to spill over like you said can't be you, you, you can't be in that mindset all the time it's, it's not it's not healthy for one you know what i mean it, it it's not fair to the people that surround you you know what i mean but yeah. you, so you just have to use use that energy for the time that it's needed and the time that's necessary and right. the time is the most uh productive i guess right do you have um i guess i wouldn't say have a way about to go about your wins and losses but What's a good way to channel loss? I know a lot of competitors, especially first time competitors, like really beat themselves up when they mm-hmm. don't do as well as they want to do. Not only because it, it kind of sucks to lose sometimes, yeah. but when you have something that you've prepared all year for sometimes, mm-hmm. months and months on end, hours of cardio, dieting, doing things you don't want to do for the bigger goal, and it doesn't turn out the way you want. You know, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. And some people, 
it spills out so poorly. Yeah. And sometimes they probably don't even mean to, but it's a lot that's built up over time. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, how, what would you tell somebody, like the best way to handle that is? The, I feel like there's always more mental activity when things don't go your way. When you, when you win, it's kind of like, okay, I prepared for this. It happened. Okay, I'm good now. So it's like it's a lot less to, lot less to deal with. I feel like once, you, once, you, once, the, once things don't go the way that you plan them to, it's a lot for you to do. It's a lot more work, a lot more to be looked at, a lot more work to do. And once you, don't let it overwhelm you. Just learn from mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like as cliche as that sounds, you're supposed to learn from it. You're, supposed, you're, you're getting something from that experience. You're getting some kind of feedback from it and just work with that. Look deep into that to see what it is exactly. And don't let the feeling of like, Overwhelm, despair, like take take over you. You know what I mean? It's just it's something to learn from. It's something to learn from. It's it's the universe is, like I said, that dialogue with the universe. There's more dialogue happening. Yeah, yeah. I remember after it wasn't this last competition, but one competition before, I didn't place. Mm -hmm. I was just really happy to be on stage next to the world contenders in my organization. Like that alone to me was amazing. And that's mm -hmm. what I kept telling myself every single time. And I spoke to another competitor who was super upset over mm -hmm. the same thing. I remember her telling me like, Christina, you're not mad. I was like, no, I'm no. not mad. Like, how can I be mad? You don't think that you should have been this? I'm like, you know, it really doesn't matter where my mind can take me at that certain yeah. point. It's just a matter of what is right now. Am I proud of how I showed up? Am I proud of the work that I put in? Am I proud of what I brought to the stage? And for me at that time, it was showing up and walking off and being like, wow, I did everything that I could exactly the way I wanted to. And the outcome doesn't matter at this point. And but I know that's hard for some people to grasp because they haven't disassociated enough yet from that. For sure. And like, it just depends on the person, depends on their perspective walking into it. Like if, if you're, when you walk into it, you obviously you still want to win. You want to do well. Of course. Like you, had, you had a set goal for walking on that stage and you achieved that. So you're able to look at that a little bit differently from someone who maybe just put so much into it. They put so much on the outcome that it kind of overwhelmed them at the end of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, right. it's just your perspective right. on it. Do you ever feel overwhelmed when it comes to thinking about who you compete next to? Uh, honestly, when it comes to like who I'm competing, not really. Mm -hmm. I think maybe um, when I was newer in the sport, I was it wasn't like a worry. It was kind of like, oh, shit, I'm about to be next to these people. It, it kind of the same feeling of like, I started here, and now I'm about to be with the, people, the top people in the sport. That was how it was in the beginning, but now it's kind of like, it's how can I put this? I'm worried about me coming in the best that I can. Right. Yeah. I think that's the shift that happens too. And that's, I think if you can get there, that's where you can do your best. Cause you know, stress plays a huge freaking role oh, for sure. on like your body, your mind, everything. I experienced that this last show, which was so unfortunate, but it was a lesson, mm -hmm. but that's the thing. Like if you don't do well, there's so many lessons that you can take from what you experience. And who knows, maybe what you experienced in that particular moment during that show that wasn't as favorable as you'd like it to be is setting you up for something that you need to experience for the future. That's that's a, that's literally how it goes. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're building our future in each moment that we take. You know what I'm saying? So like you know that you have to go... Maybe it's not the stage, but maybe it's something other, something else in your life that's preparing you for just to be able to deal with stress, be able to deal with loss. It's it's still helping you develop skills you need for the future. You know what right. I mean? And however you look at it. it and that's is, the open-minded I mean? perspective, though, exactly. that you're even talking about this affecting something else in your life that is completely unrelated exactly. to what you're doing in that moment, which is definitely not how most of us think. Yeah. It's not it, in the moment. And, <laughs> and the thing is, like, you, 
it's up to you to decide how you want to handle these experiences because you can let it destroy you or you can let it build you up and it's literally how you take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Have you always been more of like a spiritual, mindful person when it comes to practices? Because I feel like with the way you talk, it is more spiritual. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it isn't just like lifting heavy weights and being a competitor. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think... um, for some, for some reason, like it's it's not something that's like big in my family, but I've always kind of like wanted to like understand what I was, what the what the world was, like what was this that we're in. So I, I studied esoterics a lot of like a lot of stuff that people wouldn't expect for me to study when I was like young, and I think me understanding what we are, what I am, helps me like deal with things in life a little bit better. I, I understand that it's all mind, it's all mental. You know what I'm saying? And once you do understand understand that, it takes. You know that there's thing, there's resources in the world that helps you like achieve your goals in that realm of things. If that yeah, makes sense. it's like the human experience, yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. I always wondered sometimes why I wound up competing because when I think back, I'm like, I personally have no idea. It yeah. just kind of, it kind of just fell into my life at this certain uh, time, uh-huh. and I won my first show, okay, and I was like, okay. yeah. So I was like, I, what am I doing? But it felt right, and so yeah. I just followed it, and that. It's funny because when you look back to the streamline of events that happened from that moment to where I'm sitting right now, this podcast would have never happened mm-hmm. if I hadn't fell into competing, if I hadn't fallen into some other things and wound up here. So it just goes back to what you were saying. Like you don't know what a certain event in your life is setting you up for in the future that could be completely unrelated to what you're doing in that moment. But you won't be open-minded enough to understand that if you don't like sit in it and be present. Uh, uh, I was just thinking And that, I like, say it like it's so easy it, now. Because if you had asked me this like years ago, mm-hmm. I was not this person, but you know. It, 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 it makes sense. And like everything that you've been through kind of led you to, to get to this point that you can like, you can look at each moment and like understand that you have to be present to take everything from it because it's setting you up for something in the future. You know what I mean? But you have to kind of like, you have to be chaotic for a while to understand like the importance of being at peace. You know what I mean? uh, yeah, it's it's just the duality and the balance and everything like that. And it was the same thing for the podcast too, because I pulled back a lot of times just out of imposter syndrome, out of fear, out of things that a lot of the listeners to this podcast in particular mm-hmm. go through and that's why they're listening. And this kept showing up for me, literally in my face to the point uh. where I'd pull back and these guys would call me. They didn't have to call me, mm-hmm. like didn't have to call me, where have you been? Yeah. Like we have someone you need to talk to or just, just come in. Like it's just, it's listening. It's, it's picking up on the signs of where you need to be. So Uh my, I mean, my personal biggest advice to anybody listening would be to just be practice being present so you can see what you need to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so crazy. I don't know if she's seen the information yet, but we looked up your human design. I haven't read it yet. I needed, Uh, I needed to sit down for a minute. It's it's trippy because everything you're saying is literally in your human design. Okay. We're going to read it after this. (laughs) You you, you definitely should. Like even us reading, I was like, this is crazy, and like it, it's, it's gonna be good insight for you as well because you'll understand like yo, you're literally you're li- you've been listening to the universe because it's putting you on the path that you're supposed to be on. You know what I'm saying? So explain to me. I know we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like it was like super late night random oh, conversation. Yeah, oh, sure. So ex- <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, explain else people listening. What is human design? Okay, human design is a system that was uh, it's, it's a system that is comprised of the 64. Uh, code on the human DNA. Mm-hmm. It also incorporates the uh, the chakra system in the Vedic tradition. It incorporates, what else, what else? Um, also astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something else, it's something else. Uh, 
I'm drawing a blank. It'll pop back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's pretty much a system that's comprised of a bunch of different uh, tradition, traditions and in, in, uh, spiritual, spiritual practices that it helps you identify what your particular design is and what your purpose is on this planet. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's I didn't put that much stock into it when I first heard about it, but like me kind of diving into it more and then reading what my design was and then also reading designs of people that I knew and see how on like on point it was, it definitely helped me build credibility in it. Right, because so it, it's, it's not just about you. You're actually reading about people who you've made exactly. your opinions of as well, and it's exactly. like lining up correctly. And, and then to, for them to see it, like they live their they, they live their entire life, and then to read something that like pretty much pinpoints exactly who they are, all their like all their predispositions, all their fears, all, like all that is like right there for them, and it just helps you kind of like understand what you're supposed to be doing in life. It helps you give yourself a lot more grace when it comes to like the challenges you face, and it's just, it's just a good tool. I mean, and it, it was designed to be a tool to help you like navigate. Right. Yeah. And I know that this kind of stuff sounds a little woo-woo, woo-woo, woo-woo to people, which is hard, but I don't think you really have to be a super like hippie spiritual person to understand these or be just be a little open-minded to look into stuff like this because if we can be as quick as we have been in the past years to form organized religions and people are really quick to be like, this is the way I need to live because of X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. why not be open-minded enough to read into something that might align with like your genetic makeup? Exactly, yeah. I think it's, when you when you say like, this may sound a little woo-woo, you know, like, yeah. every time I hear that, I think about like, if you kind of sit and think about the reality that we're in, it's all woo-woo. Like it's literally, yeah. <laughs> literally a, the sun is a ball of fire floating. <laughs> In outer space, the moon is a, a rock. If you, if someone put that in front of your face right now, a, a floating ball of fire, a floating rock, and just had it spinning around, you'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah, because you is, could define that just th- the same. Th- this is nothing else but like obviously there's science to explain it, but right. if someone took that and put it in front of our face, you'd be like, "This is magic." Yeah, and that's what we live in every day. But because, this is our reality, so mm-hmm. we just kind of. We, we, we adapted get, and understand that this is just what we do. We, we, is, exactly, we get we get <laughs> we get numb to like the magic of it all, the beauty of it all. Yeah, and like it's if if we look at what we live in today, some of this stuff wouldn't seem as we will. You'd be like, okay, this, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. It, it falls in line with everything else that we live in. Right, and a lot of it's based off energy in general, which is what <clears> we're all sure. comprised of anyway. So. Absolutely. If I encourage people to be a little more open-minded when looking into this stuff, because I know just even the mention of astrology in general, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, whatever." Like, "Oh, yeah. you think that you're a Scorpio and you have all these traits," and I'm like, "Well, I do, yeah. but it's fine." <laughs> but <laughs> but when it comes to all of these things, like it, you you can't deny the the synchronicities, the the, the credibility in it, like just in astrology alone, the movements of the planets, it controls the cycle of life and death on the planet. Depending on whether, depending on what time of the year we're in, we're in like it controls whether things live and die on the planet. Just depending on where the sun is, depending on where the moon is, just depending on where, where we are in position to other celestial bodies. It it controls all that. You right. know what I mean? So if you don't think that it controls just our moods and emotions, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I, I can't help you there. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 it certainly does control. It. So it's it just, just when you look deeper at everything, you understand that. There's a lot more going on. Yeah. I I think it's interesting that it took a traumatic moment in my life for me to dive into spirituality. Yeah. I I I mean, but maybe not. Maybe it isn't as ironic (laughs) as I'm as I'm saying it. But I was never really a spiritual person Mm -hmm. and I never really looked into these things too much. Not not that much. But it took me hitting a spot where I'm like, 
what the fuck is life? Like, I don't even like, what am I experiencing right now? Like Mm -hmm. it shook me so hard that I started being open-minded enough to be like searching for a little bit more depth in like what I was experiencing. And I think that's a commonality with a lot of people that something happens, Mm -hmm. whatever that something is, it's it's a little bit traumatic and it might shake you up a little bit to to take a look. Because it's, Whatever it may be, most times it's making you look at yourself. And when you look at yourself, you see that there's more to you than what you've or what you thought you were. You know what I mean? Right. Because we are just a we are just a there's a thing called like the Lord correspondence as above, so below. Like we are just a representation of the planet, of the universe. We are that same thing. So when mm-hmm. you look deeper at yourself, you're seeing deeper into the world. You know what I mean? So right. when you when you have to look deeper at yourself because of that traumatic thing, it helps it just opens your eyes to like how much there is how much you are and how much the world is how much the reality is right it makes you kind of not identify yourself as one thing as much like Mm -hmm. i actually it's interesting because i think how can i say this like i identified with being a competitor so much Mm -hmm. because when i started doing it it was tied to these events let's just say that okay okay and i thought about this actually a lot after we the three of us talked the other night and I was having a hard time understanding like why I would have such a hard time in the off season or when I would have a hard time Mm. not seeing a show on the horizon or something that was related to that because I utilized preps and utilized my fitness career Mm. as an outlet so much that it covered up a lot of the stuff I wasn't willing to face for myself. And when my coach goes, you need some time off. I'm like, no, 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 I can't. <laughs> no. I, I, no, please. <laughs> no, please, please don't, please don't please do that me, to me. Please don't make me do this. <laughs> Seriously. Like, like low key. <laughs> and he's like, you need a break. I'm like, no, I don't. Like I yeah. felt the panic and he made me do it. And it, and then even you, you were like, mm-hmm. when was the last time mm-hmm. you did nothing? I'm like, yeah. what is that? Like, I don't know what that means, but it, it shook me enough to be like, holy shit. Like I think. I was falling off kilter a little bit of of not being present in the moment and doing what I needed to do for myself, and it wasn't just a competitor. Like, and I think where I'm where I'm trying to go with this is people identify themselves as something so much that that's what makes them not present. Uh-huh. I did that to myself as like a hairstylist, even even when I wanted to switch careers. I'm like, yeah. I can't do that. I'm this. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> and that in its own doesn't allow you to be open enough to to appreciate all the things that are going on around you. Yeah. And I think that's also what I kind of mean by like woo woo is like, you kind of sound a little like, like head in the clouds, but yeah, for, I'm for like, sure. you're waking the fuck up at the mm-hmm. same time. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's funny being kind of like a fly on the wall to like the things you're kind of going through a little bit. Cause it's, it's like you literally see the universe kind of like moving you and shifting you into like a place where you need to be. You know yeah. I mean? Like you have to sit and do nothing, but that doesn't mean like you can't like be a, pursuing something yeah but just not this right now because this yeah. is not where you should be putting your focus on it's more so this and like this is going to help you stay present because this is you pretty much when you come here you just reflect, you have to be you're reflecting on things that you kind of that happen in your life when yeah you're here. So isn't it's kinda, that weird it just it's funny how you like i'm watching the universe like shift you in this and i'm like dude the universe drop kicks me oh yeah i get that it's not much of shit, it's like a tackle. Yeah, that, it wasn't very gentle. It was like, I'm going to throw you out shift. of the car. <laughs> oh, please stop. But but I that's the other thing, too, is, I don't know, maybe sometimes something needs to, like, the universe needs to show you something and, like, rattle your cage, not so gently for you to listen. Yeah. 
I mean, that's how it feels sometimes. Or like, would you listen if it was a gentle nudge? Maybe you need somebody to like actually shake you for mm -hmm. you to realize it. And maybe that's a blessing. Oh, for sure. So at least you know it's going to support you enough to make sure you're on the proper path. You know what I mean? As, 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 uh, as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As startling as it is, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's working for you. Right. And that's perspective too. Mm -hmm. I think that's like what it comes down to with all of this, like fitness life in general, um, just your normal lifestyle. If your perspective can shift quite a bit and you can be open to shifting your perspective, you're not going to receive anything but more blessings and more opportunities and more amazing moments because your perspective is now open. You're not just set in stone and have blinders on this one path. You're opening it up to being like, this could literally put me somewhere that I never imagined. And maybe it's not all about this route that I'm going down. Absolutely. So, and that I feel like that's probably a lot of what has led to a lot of your success too, because of you started out like this and Mm -hmm. have stayed (laughs) on this path of Uh this is an opportunity. This is a blessing. This is, you know, I'm, I'm not entitled to anything. This is a Mm -hmm. gift. Like life is just a gift and we're all here to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, like you've done so freaking well, but like that, that goes hand in hand with a lot of that, with a lot of it. Again, that, that dialogue with the universe, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like at this point I kind of, understand what direction I'm supposed to be moving in because when I get that when I get that pushback when I when I'm when there's something that I want to do or I should be doing and I kind of get that fear about it okay I have to do this this is something I know I have to do and like once you start to get that little rhythm going you start to see that it's working out for you and then once you start once you identify the rhythm once you see that overcoming the fears is going to play is going to work out for you it's literally a system at that point it's like all right okay yeah <laughs> like it's, it's time to move Yeah. And honestly, I've said this so many times. I have to tell myself, I have to remind myself all the time, but you don't have to be fearless to tackle the things you want to do. You just have to understand that some things might be scary and you can do it scared. Oh, for sure. But that's being fearless at the end of this all. Like I always laugh because I think about my name. I'm like, it sounds so cheesy, but it's not like it's, it's it's really not pursuing things with a fearless mentality, even though you're scared can present so many amazing things for you. Like like being I think fear is supposed to be a uh, a bad place to stop you. You know what I mean? So right. if you're it's not, a trap. If, it, <laughs> if you're not letting it stop you, then it's fearless. It has no power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you if, if you're not letting the fear stop you, then you are fearless. You yeah, a hundred percent. Because inherently, fear is supposed to stop you. I feel like. Right. I feel like it's something that's put in your way to test how bad you want it to. Absolutely. Yeah, there are some things that are scary in life. Don't get me wrong, okay. but. But like, (laughs) danger is definitely real. Danger Danger is is real. real. (laughs) But when it comes to what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve and the things that like scare you are the most worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Like they they have to be. Why wouldn't they be? Maybe they're not. Those are the things that's gonna gonna change you. Yeah, you're gonna change your whole trajectory. You're gonna change your timeline. Yeah. So how are you feeling on your prep right now, being eight weeks out? Uh, again, I feel like. When I look at everything, I feel like it's been setting me up. Everything I've kind of gone through last year, the move coming out here, getting into a relationship, and like the challenges that like that bring into a, into a uh, a prep into a bodybuilding career. I feel like it's all lining up, m- all molding me, molding molding the 
it's, it's all molding me. It's all setting me up for, for what's supposed to happen. Right. And see, that's cool. And I, I hope people like heard that too. Because mm-hmm. when I asked you about what the eight week mark is like for you, you're already thinking back to things in the past that have lined you up for this prep. This prep hasn't been just what, 16, 18, and now eight weeks. It's, nah, it's, been, been, it's been years. Like years it's exactly. been years lining you up and all those things matter. Absolutely. They, they all matter. That's Absolutely. really exciting. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting about everything. I think it's really cool to hear a man's perspective on a lot of things as well, because we have a lot of female listeners. I'm, so I'm glad I can change that. Yeah, definitely. Bit, you know I mean? And I really appreciate everything that you've taught me as well. You and um, Milena, like wonderful friends of mine and have definitely kept me grounded. So I really wanted to share that with everybody else. So we'll have to do another episode after the Olympia Almost and we can deaf. chat about it. Most deaf. Most deaf. I appreciate you having me. Of course. So and much. make sure to follow Kyron follow Chiron on Instagram. Follow keep up me. with <laughs> keep up follow with his me. Olympia oh. prep. And oh. if <laughs> and yep make sure to follow him and also his girlfriend who does amazing videography here in las vegas we'll um tag her info too but until next time we'll see you guys soon